Happy Friday. Welcome here to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. I just pound the table, Steve Sipple, because I am ready to go. I got to readjust my camera here because I I got a little excited with that table pound. Look at you. I would have been thrown out of the Don Bryant press box for that table pound. (laughs) You have been escorted out. Bill Bill Bryant, uh, the the media relations um, announcer um, in the press box, one of the things he always says is there's no table pounding allowed. Yeah, there's no table pounding. And it's supposed to be quiet in there, and it usually is pretty quiet. I, I almost got by just a, a mistake. I've I've almost been thrown out of a press box once, but it was a mistake. Like, what did you do? So, Alex Henry at Oklahoma State in 2010 had the fake punt. Remember, where like it was like a rugby style punt, and if it was there, he could run it, and it was. And there's this Alex Henry running down the field like a deer. I mean, just no one near him. I mean, obviously not a big guy. And, I started la- I started kind of laughing only because my coffee spilled at the same time of all this happening. So we had like stuff going over and I, I laughed and the OSU SID um, goes to me, goes, that's warning number one. There, Whoa. there won't be a warning number two. And I, Wow, Sean. <laughs> Robert and I just kind of looked at each other like, oh boy. You spilled your coffee. I spilled my drink during the fake punt of Alex Henry at the 2010 you're, Oklahoma State You were pumping State down coffee in an afternoon game. It might have been a pop. I forget what it was. Um, but that was like a really good game, actually. If you go back to think about that game, yeah, it was. Was that, that didn't Taylor throw for about a zillion yards? Didn't one of your co workers get kicked out of the press box? At the, I don't know that for the uh Big Ten title game when he got up. I have no idea, named nameless, but he got no, up. No, I don't know that. I don't know what you're alluding to. I really don't. He clapped when the game got to the fourth quarter because it was I don't such a blowout. Know about this, we won't even. All right, let's get into the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't. Are you sure about that? I don't, I don't remember that. I have no recollection. Okay. Well, let's get in the show. We got a lot on tap. Um, Really, fall camp comes to a wrap this week, and then we're going to be full throttle Minnesota preparations um, for the next 10, 12 days here in in Lincoln as the Huskers get ready for, as the coaches continue to say, 831, 831. I mean, that that is like hammered in everyone's mind. We got to get ready for 831. Well, let's start headline number one, new single digit numbers released this week three more steve sipple on the defense nick henrick uh nash hutmacher and john bullock so two linebackers a defensive lineman in there how about this sip five of the seven now of those single digit player voted numbers are by defenders are you including piper in that i'm not just because he's not in one of the numbers um but you know i'm just going on the seven that got still yeah it's still whatever it's still tilted toward defense yeah and and i i think there could be a couple others i mean ty Newsome, Ro- Newsome ty robinson hartzog Hart, hartzog um mj sherman yeah i'm not sure about yeah i don't know i'm sherman. just saying like there's other guys on this defense that could get now they're at seven how many more will they do i mean will they stop at nine and i, I don't think they're gonna do kind of a um you know there'll, there'll be two number ones two number twos I, I think they want it just to be nine. That's how Matt ruled it. There'll be bill. another round. One more round of, I mean, with zero, you can do 10. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll do three more. And that number six is sitting there, by the way, for Quentin Newsom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I thought Newsom would get one in this round. This, for people that are wondering who gets them, it's not easily defined. It's not simply the best players that get them. It's what I say are dudes. Le- basically steve sipples yeah <laughs> good 
yeah, yeah, dudes, good play. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible people. Um, people who lead by example, people who lead with their voice, um, that do the right things every single day. That's who's getting them. That's why they're telling. They're very interesting to me. Who's getting them? All, all of the guys that have gotten them so far make sense to me. Would you them. would you be shocked if I mean this group of nine or ten? That's kind of the pool, in my opinion, for who's going to be the captains. Yeah. And captain voting, I feel like, has gone all over the map over the years as far as maybe coaches' involvement of maybe selecting some guys to be captains and whatnot. Um, it would be interesting if rule lets it just be strictly player vote where there's like, not, not a head coach bump, you know? Yeah. There were yeah. some guys – I don't want to get into the names, but there were some guys that I think got a bump from Frost – like I still go back to that one year, how you, you don't have Deontay Williams, JoJo Dolman, Ben Stilley, any of those guys are captains, none. Hmm. And I, I just, I, I get did. you. The, the thing we need to make clear on this is these single digit numbers are voted on by the players, and the captain process you'd imagine is going to be real right. similar. So, so you're right. I think th this is the pool of, this is seemingly the pool of captain candidates. And Nick Henrich was a captain last year. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of, I mean, he's stormed out of it. I mean, from the spring, I, I think there was kind of this, you know, hesitancy to say much because he had a gruesome knee injury. Mm -hmm. But ACL. You, you, you watch him now on, on the videos they show and, and what we saw on the All Access show, he looks lively. He's got personality. He's a leader and he's playing fast. I mean, I, he's, he's a great kid. He, he responded really well to the knee injury. It was a gruesome rehab. He only got cleared to practice, to play, mm, I don't know, I'm going to say a month ago. It was about two weeks before camp. Um, he's, you know, one thing you notice about him is I, I sometimes forget he's six foot three. He's, he's a big guy back there. He's, and he's grown into his body really well. Wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter. Now you, what you've noticed too is that the the three main guys at the Mike and Will positions, Hendrick, Reimer and Bullock all have single digits. Those are your very three defined Mike and Will guys. That they, they, you know, they those positions are pretty interchangeable. Those are those are the guys. And then the Jacks are going to be a combination of MJ Sherman, Chief Borders, and Jamari Butler. Jamari Butler. Maverick Noonan would have been in that discussion had he not. So there's really six knee. guys to play three spots right Pretty there. Much. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. And there's some other guys in those conversations. Like, you know, you think about Snodgrass. Jab and right. Jab and right. Um, but but we, you know, you have a, I mean, right now. Just talking about this, you have a pretty good handle on who those linebackers are. Well, and Bull, it's interesting too because Bullock he had yeah. a special teams role under the previous staff, but he wasn't as regarded by the previous staff. Oh, he it, wasn't. You know, when a new staff comes in, it's like one man's trash is another man's treasure, and you yeah. you see stories like this when a new coaching staff comes in. I don't think Bullock is he's never taken a snap on regular downs. Never. I don't believe on defense on defense. Well, then the brother too. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, the Bullocks are a pretty big story in the program right now, the way they've ascended. Um, Good Tim Young guys. Yeah, Tim Young guys. My guy at prep. He coached yeah. me in high school. Oh, yeah. Alex um, is going to be a critical factor at, at, a at, at the receiver position. I think he would have been, whether Betts was still, Xavier Betts was still on the team or not. Um, and Bullocks benefited from a position change. 
uh, John, the linebacker. There's no doubt about that. They came in. They talk about it all the time. This staff came in and said he looks more like a linebacker than a safe than a nickel. Um, he was a nickel, um, and they thought he looked more like a linebacker. Now he, he's put on weight, and he definitely looks like a linebacker. I like just the veteran makeup, though, of this defense. It's grown men. It's older players. Reimer, Thank Henrik, you. Bullock, Robertson, Newsom. I mean, yeah. you, you've got guys. I, mean, I even categorize like Jamari Butler and MJ Sherman as grown men. I mean, Jamari Butler, MJ Sherman's wearing two national championship rings. No doubt. He's, and if you see him, he's nothing about him says kid. You know, oh, I, I love what you just said, by the way, because sometimes I hear. And Gifford, I forgot Gifford's name. Oh, yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, and I thought it was my uh, Deshaun Singleton said today, Sip, the guys that should be leading this defense are the ones doing it. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know what I really despise, and we've done it in the, this market a lot, is talk about youth movement. This isn't a youth movement at Nebraska. It's a grown man's league. It's a grown man's league, and rules come in, and he likes these guys. It's not. It's not Temple and Baylor. It's it's a different. It's a sort of. It's a different sort of dynamic here. It is. I mean, if you just look not only on defense, shift the conversation to the offense. Look at the offensive line. All all veteran players. Look at the running backs. I know Gabe Irvin's listed as a sophomore, but that's that COVID convoluted. He's been here for three or four years. Three years. Twenty one was his first year. Right. So he, he actually Ramirez a COVID year. Ramirez a veteran. Fifth year guy. Fifth year guy. How old? Anthony how Grant's twenty four. Anthony Grant's twenty four years old. I mean, these are older players that you're talking about. How old's Billy Kemp? I mean, he's got to be twenty. Yeah, they don't. Um, we have a thing where we can put their birthdays on these on three profiles. There's not a birthday listed for Billy Kemp. You know, he's got. He's got to be twenty three, twenty four. He's a six year. Right. These are. These are. This is a. This is not a youth movement. I, and I hate that term Gilbert. because it suggests to me tanking. When I hear, uh, you know, if Matt ruled, maybe he should go to a youth movement. Oh, what's that say? What's that say to to Reimer, to Ty Robinson, to Nash Hutmacher, to all Newsom, to all these veteran players? What what the hell? That's, I, I always feel like that's very disrespectful. Well, I think there were some guys that maybe weren't fully on board, and those were the guys that left. Yeah, Ernest Hausman, great player. Not well, he on, was, he's a kid though. But I mean, he would have been prominent, just wasn't all in. AJ, AJ Allen. Allen. He's yeah. gonna start probably at Miami, having a hell of a fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I like this. I like that we're not talking about a youth movement. Youth movement. I hear, yeah, I mean, sip, come on, they're building for 2025. What's that? What's that say to these veteran guys that we're talking about? One, if, if you have talent like Georgia or Alabama, yeah, you can you can play young guys like they do because th they have NFL-ready recruits coming. It's a little different. Nebraska, yeah. okay, they, they're getting some quality recruits, but they're not getting the NFL-ready Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State And, and do you see what rules do and see what, what we're doing, Sean, when we talk this stuff out? You're, you're getting to the essence of Matt Rule's method. What's he doing in practice? He's practicing everybody. Finally. There's a coach here who has practices where that most of the team isn't just standing around watching. There's veteran players and, and former coaches who have come to me over the years and said, it's too many people standing around. Pretty much every coach, once you say, Sean, every coach since Solich, it's been that way. Yeah, I, mean, I think Reich Riley tried to do some things early on, but 
I don't know how genuine it was. A lot I mean, of people standing around Riley practices. We saw it. Well, I mean, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was people debated me that Riley did the two practice thing in the spring of 20, whatever. It wasn't like, the same. It wasn't the same. Um, Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right. I want to go headline number two, sticking on reps, development. Do we have a number two quarterback, Steve Sipple, Chubba Purdy, uh, you know, got some glowing reviews, has taken some steps forward. Do you believe he's the number two quarterback? Well, I'm just reading tea leaves. I mean, if you if you listen to Matt Rule closely, the last two times he's talked about the quarterbacks, he's he's lavished praise on Chubb on Chubba. Not as much Heinrich. He said that Chubba, the last time he talked, which was Tuesday, Matt Rule, he said he said Chubba Purdy has made massive improvement. Massive improvement. I, I really wonder what that looks like. I mean, that's that's what I mean by lavishing praise on on a quarterback. I just think if you look at what Rule has said the last two the last two times he's really talked in depth about quarterbacks, what he said about Chubba suggests to me he must be number two. Well, I'll tell you too. I mean, his brother, what he's doing in the NFL. You wonder how much his brothers helped him, Brock Purdy. Think a lot. I mean, just having access to a starting NFL quarterback for. Yeah. That plays for Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and we as gotta that, help. We, that's probably something we should have asked Chubb, but we haven't. But you know, you would think just being able to train and speak with his brother and learn from him um, where he's at now and doing what he's doing. It might not be a a lead question with Chubb because it's it seems self evident, right? What's he teach you though? What do you? Yeah, what? Do you what learn? Do you, yeah, what? Yeah, what do you learn from? Because he was going to those games. It was kind of fun when you he watched was. the playoff run and you'd see Chuba with his which, parents. Which, right, if my brother was playing in the NFC Championship game or yeah. whatever, I'd be there too. Oh yeah, I mean they're and they're a, I mean they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, and a lot of it is because of people talk about Brock Purdy. Well, and Shanahan is obviously an elite head coach. So yeah, I think, I think that I. I mean, it's not – we'll get a depth chart, I think. It sounds I like – I think so. It, it's not for sure. I think we'll get a depth chart the first week of the game. And my guess is just a – I would call I would call an educated guess. You could debate that. But I, my educated guess is it'll be Chubb on the two line. I'll tell you the one nice thing about these transfer portal windows for the non-graduates, you don't have to worry about when you put a depth chart out now that the next day, like, guys are going to transfer because they really can't. Right. I mean, there's these Good por- portal windows, but I, I go back to like, I'm sure every coach like Scott Frost's first year had to make that call with Adrian Martinez and Tristan Jebbia. First year, that's right. And, and he he put Adrian one. He could have just, I mean, they didn't even play the dang Akron game. It didn't even matter in the end. He could have just said that they're going to they're gonna each take a few series, like kind of what Michigan had to do with J.J. McCarthy and, and Cade McNamara. By the way, Cade McNamara, Iowa, watch that injury situation. Really? You know, they run a tight camp there. Um, I was talking to Tom Caker this week at Iowa, 
and they only get one day of interview access all of August. And then there's a kid's practice the next day where the fans yeah. and the media can go. That's it. Uh, but there's speculation that McNamara could be out for a few weeks. That would that would really hurt. I saw the injury. I saw it happen. He just all he did was roll to his right. There was open field and he ran. There was nobody around him and he fell to the ground. It I I thought it looked I don't want to I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I I cringed a little bit when I saw it. Like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Why why did he just go to the ground? Like if he can't play against Iowa State or something, or, I mean there, there's some early games that you wonder. They have a good schedule though, Iowa. Yeah. Um that's something to watch. Iowa State. There's gonna there gonna be a lot of a lot of gambling <laughs> jokes with that game. <laughs> Brought to you by Harris Sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a fix because there's got going to be a lot of people sort of casting a wary eye towards that game, wondering if there's other players. Like, you know, there was an Iowa State player who left the team, a lineman, last name Lee. I think it's Elijah Lee, Isaiah Lee. Name is Lee. Um, who admitted he gambled on Iowa State games? Several. <laughs> and he picked him to lose at one point. He gambled against Iowa State. He gambled against his own against team. Texas in a game, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but anyway, yeah. I well, I it's scary because if if you did this full audit to the level they're doing on every team, oh. I think you'd find a lot, a lot. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. And would. they had reason to to perform this investigation, and so everybody around the country is probably very nervous right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. That if that if a district attorney gets a wild hair, they could they could they could get records and see if people are. I mean, what's happened in Iowa is it's because they they're they're gambling under false names and you can use your or phone. using other people. Use names. your phone too. Yeah, like in Nebraska, you have to go in in person to bet. You can't use your phone. Okay, and you have to get your money in person. I bet you Trev loves that rule. I mean, that actually is big because I think if Jeff Sims rolled into the casino on <laughs> Highway 77 and Warlick Boulevard, it would draw a little bit of attention. It sure would. <laughs> or it Jeff sure Sims. What do you what do you got in the in the late game, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, you don't that'd be a bad look. That'd be a bad look. Yeah, in, in Iowa, they're just doing it on FanDuel on their phone. Yeah. FanDuel. Um, or what's the other one? DraftKings. But it's easy to track because you register and set up a profile like when you go up to like the window to bet at a casino, you just say, I got a hundred bucks on the Dodgers right. and they give you the ticket. That's right. it. Right. They don't say, give me your name, your address. Well, what the kids in Iowa were doing was like, like some were using their parents' names and that's it. That's illegal. That's the problem. It was tampering with records is what they're calling it. So they were, they're gambling through a brother or a, or a mom or whoever. How would you like to be the interim Iowa AD? She comes in in this job and she's got to deal with this, then this whole Brian Ferentz contract quarterback or quarterback or points per game thing. I mean, it, that's a tough job she's walked in. Oh, yeah. All nice. right. Let's take it to headline number three. Uh, we'll get our final scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a hot one, Steve Sipple. Um, they're going to go a little bit later. I'd imagine, though, it's going to be close to three hours again, like last Saturday. Uh, but this is really it. I mean, as far as like ultimate opportunities to, for players to make moves we don't get to see the scrimmage unfortunately the students will get to see some of it at the quote boneyard bash 
Um, but I, I think they only get to come in towards the end. Uh, but the entire team and their families are going to be there. They're going to have a special gathering, um, you know, for the parents of all the players and families. So Matt Rule, once again, kind of doing it right, involving all the families of the parents um, to be a part of things here in Nebraska. Pretty much everybody in the Lancaster County limits will see it except for us i i <laughs> the people that actually would get something i mean like that's not, probably why no i'm not complaining uh it's a big scrimmage obviously um come on coach rule let let's sip an eye and we won't tell anyone <laughs> the defense, i'm not smart <laughs> enough to give too much away um the defense dominated saturday according to rule last saturday last saturday's scrimmage he he said that they dominated obviously they got the upper hand reasons probably very Matt rule came back this week and said they were mostly procedural in nature that the offense when it got the snap off was pretty good um so that, that's one thing you'd look at How, how's the how's the procedural part of it are they getting plays in on time is the are the guys getting on and off the field on time are they getting in and out of the huddle on time those are mechanical elements of the game that they hadn't worked on a lot throughout the course of August, uh, but I bet they did this week, Sean. I bet they did this week. And there's some different rules this year, uh, like the, the clock won't stop on first downs anymore. Right. Um, other than like the last two minutes of the halves. Right. So, you know, the game is going to be a little different. I mean, I think you're going to see play counts probably, I don't know, maybe 10 less plays a game. Maybe That's significant. Maybe more. That's significant. I bet they had trouble with that because Matt did, Coach Rule did mention that he thought it was a fast clock. So they weren't getting plays in on time. Yeah, they're going to roll it quicker. A fast play clock, Sean. I always wonder, like, when you talk about records and record books of college football, when you're taking away plays from the game, a lot of these records are going to be hard. Good, good point. It's be hard a, to break. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's not really the same game. Well, kicking off from the 30 versus the 35, where you give the automatic touchback, is it to the 25? Yeah. Um, you know, that takes away a lot because, mm. you know, just – I don't. I mean, I, I think it takes away the kick return and and the touch. I mean, you give those five extra yards. I mean, I, I think records are kind of hard to measure now because of the way the game has changed or been tailored. Mm -hmm. Now, people are going to wonder: Are there position? I mean, there's position battles on defense. They're using so many guys that I, that that I don't position battles. Yeah, I guess there's some of that going on, but again, Matt Rule said they're going to play 17 to 25 guys on defense. Offense, there's probably a little bit of a battle going on at running back and that Grant seems Anthony Grant seems to be making a push late in camp where Matt mentioned on Tuesday that he'd been taking two reps, Anthony Grant, but has been taking ones more more lately. So I that's something to kind of watch. That's that's all about Anthony Grant. He, you know he's a good runner. It comes down to the other elements like pass protection, um, knowing to play. And he's a great teammate, too. I mean, yeah, he like, is. They, they love his attitude, personality. Um, just a kid that's been through a lot, honestly. I mean, you you got it. You know, if I was – if Sean, if I were going to watch that scrimmage, I would really watch up front on offense if they're getting push. If they're – if they're – how the pass protection is – on run plays, are they moving the line of scrimmage? That's what I'd look for first. And keep your eyes on your guy, number 14, Ramir, as you would say um, so eloquently. Yeah, I'd um, definitely watch him. Love it. Ramir is definitely um, – sorry, I just keep doing That's this. That's fine. I don't mind you making um, fun of me, Sean. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's like the Divino Zigbo of 2018. 
You think about in 2018, could, he could be that kind of guy. Like Greg Bell and Maurice Washington were your top dogs. But Jeez. then out of nowhere, Ozigbo just took it. Yeah, Ozigbo took it because he was a physical runner, which Greg Bell wasn't, nor was was Maurice Washington. They didn't fit the Big Ten. Bad recruiting. Bad recruiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm working. Bell went and played in San Diego, San Diego State, and was and tore it up. That's the kind of league. That's the kind of league he belonged in. I'm sorry if that offends anybody. Well, think about like the Colorado game. Like he couldn't finish that run. Well, I didn't. That didn't bother me as much as the way he poofed. He went into contact like a. It was like a going into a, a puff of smoke. You know, it, he didn't roar into it. You know who does? Ramir. You see, Ramir cuts loose. He he goes hard into the hole, hard. So that's what I, that's one, that's one of the things I like. One well, right now I'm working on a, a, the book project and I'm actually working on my Mike Rogier chapter. And, and one of the things a lot of people told me about Mike Rogier is his running style was to hit him before they hit you. Like he would lower when he knew you were about to hit, he would get under him and hit him harder first. And he's like, you got to punch him before they punch you. I just got the chills. Mike that's Rogier. Beautiful. Do you think Maurice Washington ran like that? Hit him, hit, hit. Do you think, I mean, I don't want to pick on those guys, but number 14 right there goes into contact. When place, when Maurice Washington was placed properly, he was unbelievable. Good player. Like, he he needed to be more of a space guy. What happened when Frost asked him to line up against Northwestern at tailback and run between the tackles? Three times in a row he ran outside, and that was it. That's the last That's time we saying. ever That's saw him. That's all I'm him. saying. The evidence is there. If people think I'm being unduly harsh on he or Bell, go watch the spring game and Bell and see how he went into contact. R Ramir Johnson goes into contact. I guarantee you that big number 22 goes into contact hard, Irvin. You know Anthony Grant goes into contact. Anthony Grant's a tough runner. And Nebraska's had zillions of them. I hate to single out those guys who didn't because Nebraska's had zillions of guys back there who hammer. They're hammers. Dedrick Mills was a hammer. And, you know, they, that he wasn't a great running back, but – I mean, he averaged over five yards of carry one year. Can uh, they be a 200-yard-a-game running team? I don't know. Well, the, when you take the quarterback yards in there, I think they can be. <laughs> yeah. This, you know who led Georgia Tech in rushing in 2020? Who? Jeff Sims. <laughs> you know who else they had that year? Jameer Gibbs. First-round draft pick. Eventually went to Alabama. So, you know Sim, I mean, Sims has the capability – to have a hundred hundred yard game rushing, but do they want him to? That's the question. Now he didn't. I want to be. I want to clarify something. He he was he played at Georgia Tech for three years. He didn't lead them in carries his last two years. He didn't. He was the third leading rusher their last two years. But his first year as a starter at Georgia Tech, he led them in rushing. Very very much Adrian Martinez like. You know, Adrian Martinez led Nebraska in rushing his last two years. Um. So I don't think we're going to see that. I, I think if we see that, Sean, if we see Jeff Sims lead Nebraska in rushing, something went awry, and it was not the kind of year that you wanted. I do want to hit on this for the scrimmage, too. Arik Gilbert waiting on the waiver, but he'll scrimmage, obviously. He, he's able to do everything, even though he's not cleared to play this season. Uh, but that thing's getting down to nail-biting time. Mm -hmm. And my question is, will they rule on it before the season – or will it sit on a desk and drag into the season? Yeah, could. And like Noah Vedral sat on a desk until Danny White and F and UCF signed off on it. Mm -hmm. 
So is there somebody that needs to sign it that's preventing it? That's the impression at least we got. It is. It's not like, though, Sean, obviously Gilbert could be a huge piece of that offense, but it's not like they're devoid of good tight ends. You still have Thomas Fedonian Borkercher, who's tough. Borkercher's a good player. You'd be pretty good at that. You'd be still pretty good at tight end, or real good maybe. Um, so Bonner's kind of a tight end too. Yeah, yeah. Bonner can catch the ball. I watched what you know during those those three sessions we got twenty minute sessions to watch the early stages of practice. I saw Bonner in pass catching drills twice. He he he's good. He I, I he looks like he has good hands to me. Well, he's a receiver, so you know he came here as a wideout. So I think you would expect he have good hands. All right, let's go headline number four. I want to talk defense. Um, we talked to Tony White on Friday as uh, they get ready for the scrimmage. Um, but he had a lot of interesting things to say, Sip, just about where this unit's at. Well, one of the big questions that you – I mean, I think the biggest question mark in my mind on this defense is do they have enough – what I say, do they have enough big dude depth? I call it big dude depth. And I'm basically talking about 250-plus pounds. But also, you know, you're talking about 290-plus, the biggest dudes. Do they have enough – and Matt Rule pointed out, pointed this out this week. Depth to him isn't about the first and second and third game. It's about – what's it about, Sean? It's about November. It's about October. And keeping your top guys shaving off just enough snaps yeah. to make them their best in November. So White's answer to that question, I asked him, do you have enough – big dude depth. He said, look, everybody, everybody in the country is asking themselves the same question. Georgia wonders if it has enough big dude depth. So first of all, there's that. And, and he says he, one of the ways he takes care of it is, is through rotation, but also through the willingness in his scheme, his scheme allows for playing like MJ Sherman in a D-line role at 255 pounds, right? Move him around, find matchups. Bam, you got it. Well, I've, and I've seen Tony you White present. It. Like, his big thing is take your best player and put him on their worst player. Right. And then create the play where it's a one-on-one -on -one for that guy. Right. The way they, they, they line it up where they know, like, a guard or a tackle is going to be matched up one-on-one -on, -one on, let's say, MJ Sherman. Right. And so like, it's it's – not just MJ Sherman. Uh, I mean, it's those other Jack guys. Could be Luke Reimer. It could be yeah. Could or be Chief Borders. Jamari he's, Butler. Yeah, those guys got to be in the 240, 250 range. They're big guys. I mean, I saw Butler the other day up in the press availability. Now, now that, that he's got serious size now. Um, so a lot of it's that. The guy to watch is Linhart, Cam Linhart, Cameron Linhart. I would, based on what I've heard this week, Sean, is you would say you, I think he's a top four lineman on the team. I think the three starters are going to be Nash, Huttmacher, Ty Robinson, and Blaze Gunnerson. That's what we the believe. The top right? three guys there. So and and that, that's how it's been all August. So, but I think right on their heels is Lenhart and Judy. I would think Judy. And I would think then after that it's Ruquan Buck, Buckley. Buckley and, Wal and, and Walleen. Um, those type of guys. I think Princewell is is somewhere in that group, right? Nicked up. 
he's been nicked up. That's right. Now we did learn a little bit more on the secondary. Um, I I did just get right down to it with Quentin Newsom and asked who's playing corner with him. Well, what do you, well, and, who'd he say? And, and uh, read the Nuggets by the way at HuskerLine.com. Uh, but Malcolm Hart's dog is a corner with him right now. He mentioned Tommy Hill. He mentioned Dwight Boodle, and he mentioned Ethan Nation. So those were the five primary guys he mentioned. I don't know. I, I would assume Sincere Safiala is also in that group. But what you're looking at to me right now is a Hartstug Newsom corner combination with Gifford as a safety, with Singleton as a safety, and probably the other safety being um, Omar Brown. Ah, he's playing safety. He didn't say Rover. Omar well, Brown. Well, Gifford's a Rover, right? <laughs> we always do this. Stop. No, I think he's a Rover. Stop. I think he's a Rover. You don't know, though, and I don't know. And, and what's interesting is about what you said is with you have Newsom at one podium saying he's playing corner. Then you have Omar Brown at another podium saying Newsom's playing corner and safety, and so is Hartsop. I They're moving him around. I'm not going to get caught up in this who's playing where because they're moving him around. Well, and it kind of goes back to the whole formula of playing 17 to 25 right. guys. In order to do that, you have to do this. I, Sean, I think it's, it, it could get really frustrating if we do this every time where we try to say who's playing where. They're moving them. They're moving them. Omar Brown, you can listen to that. He said, he said, no, Newsom's playing both corner and safety. I do think Ethan Nation, we know, is coming, but I do think Dwight Boodle's one to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He was here early. I know. You know who? I mean, and maybe he's in the conversation. Scares me when we talk about Corey Collier. It's been quiet on his camp front. You just don't. Judy and Collier. It's been quiet up front with Elijah Judy Collier in the back end. It's been quiet with those. You just have for what? Yeah, and maybe there's more that we don't know, or maybe they are there and no one's at. But they're not. They're not. They're not brought up. No. Uh, I Singleton looks good. Yeah, like, I mean, you look at that kid. He's a big son of a gun. Yeah, and we've talked to him too. We, you know, we had that those those interviews last summer, and I had a long talk with him. He's really mature. I mean, he's a he's a. I would, I mean, I walk away from the, an interview like that thinking I think I trust that guy. Louisiana kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he he's um he's really into horses, horse farm. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting deal. I mean, kid owns horses back yeah. home. Yeah, he does. So. I, Sean, I just think it's a fool's errand to try to identify positions back there in a lot of cases. They're, there's, they're defensive backs, like K- Cooper said. All right, there he is right there. Let's get into uh, headline number five, uh, the also popular odds and ends where Steve Sipple and I close the show. We're going to cover a lot of ground because uh, there are a lot of things that we want to get in the show but maybe don't want to give them a full headline. So let's go odds and ends first. Deion Sanders, Steve Sipple, is encouraging his players to jump in in fights and help them out. There was great footage from a practice this week where a running back named Hankerson, it was, they were down close to the goal line. You could hear people saying, you got to get in, we got to get in, we got to get in. He got in, and a safety, you know how it goes sometimes when a guy scores a safety well after he got into the end zone, you know, five yards deep in the end zone pulled him down by his jersey then a big lineman oh here you got look at look at megan megan's always on look at 69 65 320 he 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 went after that defensive back so okay so it's not much of a fracas as you see they it's got a bunch of guys that don't know each other <laughs> yeah. so they huddled with the offense and prime got into him hard and said if you see a teammate especially a key teammate like Ankerson and there's guys going after him. You go get, you go, you jump in. 
he said, I saw guys walking off the field. And I saw two guys walking off the field. How do you walk off the field when your teammates getting attacked? So look at Prime get into them. Now, what this illustrates is something we talk about sometimes about Prime, where he's kind of flashy, right? But Prime is old school. I mean, he's an old school Belichick type coach. He really is. In in when I'm talking about, I'm talking about between the lines. It's he'll have a tough team, Sean. It'll be a tough team. My thing though is like these guys don't really know each other. <laughs> no, like, how, how can you fight for guys that you just met like a couple weeks well, ago? I think that's why he's doing it. I think that's like, why. When I like look at Nebraska, those veteran defenders, they know each other. Those guys have been together oh, four God. or five what? years. I get. I guarantee you, like that that linebacker room. If someone was, if someone got into Henrich, who do you think would be there? But I mean, Reimer would be the first there, right? This sounds good in theory, but ha what happens when you get a 15-yard penalty and give the opposing yeah, team a first down? It, that's a good point. You know, Matt Rule's going to watch that and say, let, let, him, let him jump in. We'll take the 15. It's interesting, isn't it? It's yeah, interesting. I, I, don't, I, I just don't think that's smart football. No? I, I respect that opinion. It's, I mean, they're not Miami 1987 here where they can – remember the Cotton Bowl against Texas when Miami had like 300 yards of penalties? Don't you think what – Prime, I hate calling him Prime. Deion Sanders is trying to do there is just instill brotherhood where it's not. I mean, like you said, well, we said it the other day on our, our other show, and I re, and I went back and double checked it. it. There, there are literally over fifty Colorado Buffs scholarship players out of the eighty-five that practice for the first time on August first. As a Colorado like, Buff, there are guys probably still on that team that don't know the names of the other players, right? Right. So my my take, I guess, on this is that he's trying to instill all of this quickly, you know, and it's it, good luck. Good right, luck with that. Let's move odds and ends. Pat Fitzgerald is volunteering to coach at his son's high school. So we will see uh, Coach Fitzgerald on the field this year uh, volunteering at the high school ranks. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a high school. I think it's a Catholic school in suburban Chicago. And he had to take, you know, he had to go. He had to take tests. There's a vetting process. He's just a parent assistant. That so who I don't know exactly what his role will be, but he has a son who's a freshman on that high school team and a son who's a junior. It's interesting, right? I, I wonder with Pat Fitzgerald, what he hears from people when he's out and about. What would Evanston, Sean, we've been to Evanston. They have a downtown, and we were there. And I'd wonder if you went downtown and asked 100 people for their opinion on the situation with Fitzgerald, what you'd hear. I bet it would be varied. I bet there'd be a lot of support. Yeah, I, I think your classic South Side Chicago type guy, old school, they, they probably support Fitz, but you know, the school more um, I hear you. artistic side of Evanston. <laughs> the ac how about say academia. academic side? Academic. I think those, I mean, that's the side that's going to obviously, you know, question and wonder why anybody would want him helping out a high school team. But based I, on the allegations, uh, hazing of a sexualized nature, that's there's there's more than 10 lawsuits and he's named as a defendant in several of them. I mean that's that's not that's that's very for serious. the Catholic school to even just want that 
publicity. I mean, th- that is interesting too. But his son's on the team, so two sons, two sons. So it makes sense. <laughs> well, I guess it does. It, it's eyebrow raising, though. It raises it. I just I I do admire, and I'm not judging the situation because I think it's it's really hard to judge from our vantage point. I'm not. I'm not judging it either way. I do admire Fitzgerald for not hiding under a rock, going out and living his life, holding his head high. I admire that because it can't be that easy. And you said so. He, he had to go through some training videos and things. Yeah, he had to. Yeah, there was some training involved in this. They had to vet him. Um, well, that okay. That's normal because our kids go to Catholic school. Like even to go on field trips or volunteer in the school. Um, Every year, you have to like rewatch three or four educational videos. Yeah, he had to do stuff like that. And you take a you take a test. Yeah, and so yeah, he did. He had to take a t- coaching yeah, test. My my wife and I like always have just some random Friday or Saturday night when we're home. We're like, all right, let's watch the videos and get them done for the year. I mean, yeah. like you have to just brush up on. It's this. It's a it's a liability thing. I'm sure uh, they're following there to to have them be involved in any capacity at all. But all right, let's move it. Odds and ends. The SOS heating and air marketing campaign continues. DeColdis Crawford came and went as fast as the Snuggie. Now we've got <laughs> Nash Hutmacher, the polar bear. The Snuggie was around for some time. It might have been a lot longer than, than DeColdis. <laughs> yeah. But now we've got Nash Hutmacher running around in a po- in a polar bear suit, being led into the home of a... <laughs> Temperatures in the home of are on the loose. That's awesome. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, it, it's just. <laughs> what? Sean? I'm sorry. This has the look of like a late night HBO movie or something. It just, it just doesn't look. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Wait, do you see the girl though that opens the door? That's a whoever came up with that concept. This commercial. Well, that's J- Jake, right? He went to college with me. Um, former news anchor on channel six and channel three you know the person who yeah came J- up with jake's this? the on-air guy right there that is a, that is a but this just looks like guy in polar bear suit being led in the house by i mean it's just pretty funny <laughs> but it's a great it's a great campaign i i love it i love it that is now that is nil at its fine when nil started i think we all thought like oh it's gonna be a fun bunch of fun burrito deals and <laughs> well there's that too the, but the amount of money on that is like pennies on the dollar compared to the collective money. God bless us. So SOS heating and cooling. Well, I, I do think that the coldest thing was that was brilliant. And they got, I don't know what the final tally was, but whatever they got them for, it was a good deal. Cause I don't think anybody expected the amount of impressions that got this one, not as good just because, you know, it's hard to beat that. The coldest first year one. I don't know. This might be that. I like it. Guy I didn't running, see that. I didn't see around in a polar bear suit being let in by an attractive lady in her house. That's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, final odds and yeah, ends. This better be the final one. Uh, Trey Palmer, quick how, rise. How about that? How about that? He's got the record at Nebraska for the first 1,000 um, yard. Or he had the best season ever in school history at Nebraska. Now, quickly rising the ranks in Tampa Bay. Six-round pick. By the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he is right now. He's he's. There's no question he's going to make the roster. The question is if he's going to start, which he's got a shot. Russell Gage got hurt. Their top two receivers are Mike Evans and Godwin, Chris Godwin. 
Who's our quarterback? It's Baker Mayfield. Trask, Baker Mayfield's the starter. Kyle Trask is the backup. But uh, Trey is probably their fourth guy at the lowest. So, I, and I can't say I saw it coming. I don't think you could say you saw it coming. I mean, is he returning punts? He for him did. Too? Now, I didn't know this when, I don't know that. I didn't know this when he got drafted. Um, he went to a great situation. They didn't draft another receiver. So, he, and you know, they have some veteran guys. He, he wasn't going to, he's not going to pass Evans or Godwin, but you know, Russell Gage, just a, just a guy from LSU. He was very good at LSU, but just a guy kind of in the NFL, just a veteran that's done pretty well, but not overly well. Well, if they didn't have Trey Palmer last year, Nebraska won four games last year, right? Mm-hmm. What do they win? Two without Trey Palmer? I'm afraid you're probably right. Well, he pretty much won them the Rutgers game and the Iowa game. About won them the Purdue game. About won them the Purdue game. You know, I, North Dakota, I don't know if he, he was. I wouldn't say that. He was as prominent in that game. No. He, you know, what I, why, why am I a little surprised? I wondered about physicality. You know, I wondered if he could get, if, if how he would fare against tough NFL corner. Because the Illinois game with a secondary of three draft picks, he struggled. You know this, though, and you said it right away. You said it. I remember when he came here to campus, you said right away, he's he's the most confident player I've ever seen. Right? Didn't, oh, you, no Did you say that? And com- he's very competitive. Those are t- two incredibly good traits when you have his kind of speed. If you have that speed and you're competitive and really confident and you can catch – so we did one of a little bit. we did one of these interviews like on the stream yard like this. He was in a different place, um, but we were just going back and forth. And he's just like, I'm, I'm competitive. He goes like, right now, he goes, I want to beat you in this. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was. I mean, he didn't say much. No, I mean, he, he he talked in very short sentences. Gave me one of the best quotes of the year though, when he he burned that Purdue corner in West Lafayette, and, and he went over and said something to the guy. And after the game, I go, What did you tell that guy? He goes, I said, Dude, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he burned that corner a number oh, of God. times. I mean, Purdue looked – I mean, Jeff Brown was going for those fourth downs late because he knew he couldn't stop Trey Palmer. I mean, they didn't have the corners. They had guys probably 40 yards back, and they couldn't stop I mean, him. some of it was they had terrible corners. That was a rare night where Whipple was hot on the blackjack table. I mean, he just was rolling. I mean, he was. It was – and, man, Palmer was electrifying in that I mean, game. Whip, Whipple – perked up i mean he was he really had a role in that i mean that was one of those nights you're like okay i mean he obviously had great ideas and ways to get receivers open he did, he did. jordan addison at Pitt the year yeah. before i mean think about that two years in a row he pretty much had one of the leading receivers in college football yeah he did he was good at that that was his strong suit didn't like running the ball <laughs> didn't like working with the staff didn't really like working that much period <laughs> um but that but anyway he was listen. He, he was on his last legs in his career. Got his paycheck. Yeah, and it's funny you th- when you think about it. He got his paycheck, and he was gone on Saturday. They played Friday in Iowa, and remember, there's that photo of on him. our we- we- website. Yeah, heading out the door of the airport at Southwest Airlines, boarding his flight. And that's it. The Whipple won't be back. He probably left his. He's probably one of those guys that just left his stuff here. <laughs> Yeah, keep, I got the impression the, he couldn't get out of here. Keep anymore. the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that era in general, I mean, just not pretty. No. 
We don't need to talk about it. All right. Well, big scrimmage Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then access will we won't have access again until Tuesday. So um things will be a little quiet for a few days after the scrimmage, but I, I do think we'll get a lot out of Saturday. No access Tuesday? Um, not until Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. No access Monday. Okay. Uh, the team is off on Sunday, Monday. Classes start Monday. So here we go. Okay. We get football in Ireland next Saturday. Football. Oh, yeah. Navy Notre Dame. God, you, you threw me for a loop when you said that. Navy Notre Dame. Aviva Won't be Stadium. As cool as Nebraska Northwestern. It's going to be sold out, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not. It'll be cool. That was a. That's an amazing event. It, I'll never say that. That's an amazing event. I Trev hope. needs to get Nebraska back in that game. I don't know if he will, but it's quite a ordeal. That's I thing. do think Rule would like it, though. I think so. Depends on where they're at. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he's fighting for his job, no, no, that's not. If you're if you're a coach fighting for your job, you don't want to start your season overseas. Just, just a word uh, to the wise. That just wasn't. I mean. Just the tension of that week in general. Yeah. With fraud. I mean, you could just feel the tension down there. You could. Um, with Trev and Frost, even. With Fred. a lot. You could just. There was just a lot of tension. You could just feel it. Yeah. And some somebody made up a rumor that the players got arrested in a casino. It was total BS. There was no. That the players got in a fight in a casino the night before a game. I had former players texting me at 2 a.m. Ireland time. God bless the underground message board. I mean, and there was no truth. There's none because the, the the hotel where these kids stayed at was off in the hinterland. I mean, they couldn't have gotten anywhere. I, no, it was that was that was an, that's a pretty it's a pretty discouraging example of what can happen because there were people swearing to God that simple. There was a huge fight, and there's going to be players suspended. First of all, the casinos were just like little corner gas stations. I they mean, were. they weren't like casinos. Yeah, we went into the, the, the. It was called Patty's Power, or Pat, like they had those little sports books all yeah. over the place. You but and Rob went in there. I I went in with Andy Kennedy. We just oh. want to look at it, um, to see what it kind of looked like, and it looked what you thought it would. There's a guy at a window, and you put a bed in and leave. But all right, uh, big weekend. Make sure you stay on HuskerOnline.com. We'll have full coverage of Saturday's scrimmage. Uh, also, got a great new deal rolling out. If you're a new subscriber and you want to try HuskerOnline out, you can get your first month for a dollar right now. Or uh, for a new subscriber, we'll give you a discounted year. So you can get $75 for one-year access to HuskerOnline.com. Never a better time than now to try HuskerOnline. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan signing off for another edition of Husker Online Headlines.